Welcome to Entrepreneur Life with me, Joel Campbell, and I am an entrepreneur. It's just gone seven o'clock, it's Sunday morning. Um, I'm gonna go for a run today. Today is a light cardio day. So I'm gonna do about half an hour, 45 minutes of a gentle run. Um, and then I'm gonna go and get about my day. So I'm gonna go, as you'd expect, get a cup of tea, sit in the hot tub. Um, I'll get dressed. I've got some work I want to do this morning. I've got some friends coming over in a bit. We're going out for dinner later. And I'm going to find time in there to squeeze in, sitting down and doing an actual proper video to finish this off. But right now, I'm going to head out for my light cardio run. Good morning. I was going to do this yesterday, but I was just, again, I just the tide that's kind of hit me. So uh, whoever said there's no jet lag coming back from New Zealand, um, we're talking bollocks. Um, <laughs> so it's quarter seven in the morning. I've just come out of the gym. I've just done a, a shoulder ab session. Uh, feeling okay. Little couple of little twinges in the back, but I guess that's just just my age. So I wanted to get back into my old format briefly. Sit down, fifteen minutes maybe, just. Chatting, me and the camera, here we go. I can hear movement, so people are going to disturb me, so apologies. But we'll just roll through that as, as best as we can. But I wanted to get back into that scenario. Oh, Miss Emma, you all right? Yeah. How was your gym? Good. Are you, what are you doing now? Um, Hot tub. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Cool, I'm just gonna be 10 minutes. Hey? Eh? No, I'm making a video. Entrepreneur life, mate, not on the phone. Who, who else is who else is stupid enough to be up at this time in the morning? Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, anyway, apologies. So, <laughs> so I wanted to just pick up a few minutes um, on something that's been uh, re really quite prevalent this week for me at work and something that I'm very aware of. And then at the very end of the week, I think it was yesterday, actually, it was yesterday, I saw a post about New Year's resolution. Somebody had chucked up on LinkedIn um, uh, in one word, why don't New Year's resolutions work? Um, and it was a few different comments on it. I was thinking, oh God, one word, that's really challenging. And I ended up putting up the word nonsensical. Um, because to me, that's kind of what New Year's resolutions are. Because what you're doing effectively is you're picking one specific date and you're saying, I'm going to change all of these things about my life. I'm going to say that again. You're picking one specific date and you're saying, I'm going to change all of these different things about my life. Now, it might just be one thing you're trying to change, or it might be two, three, four, five things. But the idea that you're just picking it on one specific date and going, right, that's it, I'm going to do this and this and this. And we build up to that date as well, pre that date around Christmas time. Everyone's like, well, I can drink and I can eat and I can do this because, you know, the diet starts on the first or, you know, I'm going to stop drinking on the first or I'm going to stop smoking on the first or I'm going to hit the gym on the first or I'm going to, you know, eat healthy on the first or I'm going to do this on the first or I'm going to sleep better. I'm going to all these kind of things. So we make this, this, this pre-change conception in our heads and then we hit the first of January and we might manage it for a couple of days, might manage it not at all, might manage it for 10 days and then it drops off and you're just back into normality, let's call it. Um, and I find it's nonsensical. It makes no fucking sense doing New Year's resolutions. Why would you do a New Year's resolution on the 1st of January as opposed to the 26th of February or the 18th of March or the 30th of August or the 25th of May, it's my birthday. Um, you know, why pick that specific date? Because that's something that 
we've been driven into, I guess, probably by marketeers around the whole Christmas thing. Because if you think about it, the 1st of January actually is a stupid date to try and make loads of change because it's the depths of the winter. And as human beings, we're conditioned, it's our natural instinct to hibernate in the winter, to come inside, to you know, uh, be in the warm, to be in our houses, to kind of not go out as much, to congregate a little bit more in that sense internally. Um, that's kind of what happens in the winter is you, you you come back into your shell and it's not till spring where you come out. Funny enough, it's like, you know, wildlife and trees and stuff like that, flora and fauna. In the winter, they kind of go into themselves. In the spring, they, they blossom and they come out. Obviously, into the summer, they flower and off we go. It's the same with people. So trying to make huge change in the depths of winter it's probably a really bad idea. If you're going to try and make a huge change, why don't you do it at the beginning of spring or the middle of spring or the beginning of summer when you've at least got better weather and it's lighter earlier in the mornings and just generally that will make you feel better about everything you're kind of doing. Everyone loves exercising more in the summer at five, six in the morning. For those people that exercise five, six in the morning, when the sun's coming up and you get those lovely sunrises, as opposed to in the depths of winter when it's bloody freezing, you have to wear three or four fucking layers, including thermals. It's dark, even like it's seven o'clock, really. It's still dark. Like, so it's nonsensical. The reason I wanted to pick this up is because it's all about change. And I think traditionally, people are really, really resistant to change. They really dislike it. And this week it was prevalent for me because we just built a new education program. It's a brilliant program. It's had you know, numerous different people involved in it across our organization. It's had a, a lot of looking and researching into the curriculum. It's had a lot of conversations with different teachers at different levels from different schools, universities, colleges, loads of different feedback. We've built this amazing program. It truly is a game changer. Education behind bars, and I won't go into the depths of it, but it mixes, you know, our tour aspect, our heritage immersion experience aspect with some lovely little tweaks and some in-cell experiences. And then it has an educational activity section, which is all about group learning um, and, and using real specifics, using, you know, um, uh, actual crimes and actual criminals from the past, you know, whether it's the bathhouse wife murderer, whether it's the Cray twins, whether it's the suffragette movement, you know, all these kind of things. And then we do like a self-guiding discovery beyond that. And it's this brilliant program. So we, we, we've got to a stage where it's, it's built and it's ready to go pretty much. It launches on the 27th of February. Um, and, our, and our tour guides have now been trained in terms of delivery of it. So that's all fine. That will happen kind of whilst I was away. And I come back, I'm chatting to some of the guys. And sure enough, there is resistance to doing the new program. And the reasoning behind it... I wouldn't say it's nonsensical, but it doesn't really stack up. Like the, the reasons I'm being given as to why the program won't work does not make sense. Because I know it will work. I know that. Um, and I'm a big, big believer in change. And it, it just, there's there's loads of things that they're saying that don't really match up. Isn't it? It's not quite what, what we're getting into. And as I delved further into that, what transpired was actually they just didn't want to do it for what for all these different reasons they're kind of putting in their way all these barriers they just didn't want to do it and that's the trouble with change both in a business and outside of a business now the difference is in a business i can force the change if i really want to i can say look i appreciate you don't like it but tough you do it this way or there's the door 
Now that's a really hard way of doing it, which is not how we operate. But that is the extreme that we can do in terms of in a business. If it's you trying to gain a personal goal, then I've got no right to get involved in that. So there's, you know, there's there's different ways that I can affect or support or, or try and influence that change. So obviously now what I have to do is I have to work with the teams and we have to instill that change because we want everybody believing in it because then it gets delivered better. If you're forced to do something at work, for example, forced to deliver something you don't want to do, you don't like doing, you don't believe in fundamentally, you're not going to do it very well. Um, so that's why, you know, in change, change behavior, I now need to take the team on the journey or, or the team actually below me will need to take the team on the journey to get them to that end goal. And, you know, they may watch this video. They probably won't. But if they do, they'll know exactly what I'm talking about. They'll know exactly who they are. And I, my, my hope for this is they will see it and go, do you know what? Let's at least give it a go. Let's at least chuck it all in 100%. Let's go for it for three months and let's see how it transpires. Because I'm 99.9% .9 sure and I'm 0.1% certain um, that the program's better. I know, I know it is. It's a game changer. And ironically, it's something we've been talking about for years with some of these people. And we've all been talking about doing it and, and building it and putting it in. And now it's here. There's resistance. And it's nothing to do with the program. It's just to do about change. And I got caught in that myself earlier this week. And uh, again, I did it I did it in a video that Paul's already done, which I probably has already got out, which is where Lauren wanted to change the way we do our um, performance review and development meetings or like our heart meetings as they used to be called. And I was like, no, 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 no. They are what they are. That's how they're staying. And I really pissed her off and I ended up having to apologize a couple of times. Um, and actually she's right and it's change. And I was there, I was, I was then the resistance to the change. So it took me, it actually took me about three and a half minutes <laughs> To, to get my head there. I walked away from the situation, went back into my own office. It's in, it's in the last video. I went back into my office and I was kind of chewing it through in my head. I was walking around. I was kind of thinking about what had just happened, reflecting on it. I was like, no, do you know what? I'm fucking wrong here. I'm, I'm making this harder. I'm stopping the change. Lauren's in a position for a specific reason. She's good at her job. I should just let her crack on with it. So I went back in, apologised, was like, hey man, do you know what? Not my place, you fucking crack on. Um, and then when they asked if I wanted to have a look at the programme, I was like, nope, you just crack on and, and put it together. Fine with that. Um, and that has then embedded a different level of change to go a stage further for me of something else I would like to do or something else I would like Lauren to do um, along with somebody else to make a huge change to what we're doing. So I really like change. I'm a big advocate for change. Um, I'm a big advocate, I would say, for positive disruption um, in the sense of I like to challenge the status quo of how we do things and look at it and kind of go, is there a better way of doing it? Do we just do that because that's how we've always done it? And is there a better way? And obviously, when you go down that road, that means regular, regular change. I use word positive disruption, and that is what I do. It never comes across as positive disruption. And it never comes across positive just, just, yeah, disruption because I'm what I like to call prickly, which is a polite way of saying I'm a dick. Um, and, I, and, I, and I have my moments. I have my moments of brilliance. I have my moments of being um, 
oh, well, beeping. I have my moments of brilliance. I have my moments of idiocracy. I have my moments of, you know, really supporting people. I have my moments of going, do you know what? I just can't deal with that right now. But I am a prickly character and I recognize that and it depends on you know the mood you get me and what you're after and how you approach and where you come at things and also what I'm doing and stuff is how I respond and I'm okay with that it's other people that have the challenge <laughs> um, so that's why when I talk about positive disruption sometimes it come, comes across as just me being a dick but it's not it's just part of my personality and to change my personality is you know rooted deep, deep, deep into my core. So I do my best to recognize it, but fundamentally I'm gonna be like that for the rest of my life and probably I'm gonna get worse. Um, so yeah, so there's, there's some change in there, but I really, really like change because I believe that change is where you grow. Um, I watched a good video yesterday with Stephen Bartlett talking about um, being outside your comfort zone um, and that imposter syndrome side, which again, you know, I have conversations about with, with, with people at different points and about actually that's that's the point of growth and that's the point of when you're growing, that's a positive and totally agree with that. And I think that's exactly the same with change. When you're going through change, what you're doing is you're growing, you're developing and that can only, only be a positive. So I thought I would just pick up on that one quickly. Um, that's pretty much it. I'm gonna I'm gonna finish off. I'm gonna go grab a cup of tea. I'm gonna go sit in the hot tub for 20 minutes. I'm gonna come back in. I'm gonna shower. I'm gonna shave. I'm gonna get all my stuff together. I've already packed. And I'm getting picked up at nine o'clock by Jeff and Lauren. And we're heading down to Somerset for the next. Well, I'm going down for the next four days. They're going down for one or two. Um, so yeah, so a lot lot going on in Somerset this week. So I'll, I'll I'll make sure I I'll probably do some caption videos as I go and then give it to Paul and he can just piece it all together. Um, but yeah, that's that's been entrepreneur life with me, Joel Campbell, and I am an entrepreneur.